Welcome to the Love Lab podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single or couple, this is the show for you because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Céline Rémy. All right. Welcome back to the Love Lab podcast. This is episode six. And today we are going to talk about should you have a threesome and if so, how? <laughs> so we thought this would be a fantastic subject to follow last week's when we started to explore a different alternative to the relationships uh, paradigm that we know of just monogamy. And to be honest, I have yet to meet a man that has not had the fantasy of having a threesome. And that's a conversation again that shows up all again and again in our circles of friends or with clients. So today we really wanted to dive in and give you some of our juicy tips, share us with you our experiences and explore the subject. Yes, let's explore. You know, <laughs> so obviously this subject comes up a lot in the work that Celine does when she's working with men. So there's lots of men who bring this subject up in various different ways because it's something that they fantasize about. And, I, you know, I can say as a man myself, um, especially as a much younger man, before I had ever had a threesome, I fantasized about this all the time. And, and, and I don't really know a guy that hasn't fantasized about this. I am assuming that it's maybe somewhat similar for women, but probably need men, I would imagine, think about it more. But just from my own perspective as a guy, I can honestly tell you that if you've never had a threesome, you've probably thought about it somewhere along the lines of a hundred million times. <laughs> It's interesting for women, and I can't speak for every woman, but I can speak for myself and for uh, my close friends where I have some of those discussions with, and it's not really something we think about so much, unless you have already been exploring your sexuality and uh, have, having had different experiences it might not be something that crosses your mind as often. We might be focusing more on romantic gestures, on building safety and security into the relationship than on the fun, wild exploration of it. And having had threesomes, having explored that in previous relationships, I have to say that once I experienced a threesome, and had some successful experiences with them, that's something that I did look forward to at some points. So uh, I guess it's kind of a two parts. If you don't know what you're missing, that might not be something that you are thinking about. If you have had some or have had good experiences with it, that would be something that you are looking forward to having again. What an interesting difference between men and women there, right? Because what you're describing is you don't know what you're, what you're missing, so you don't really think about it. And with men, it's really generally the opposite way around. <laughs> it's like, we don't know what we're missing, so we're thinking about it all the time. <laughs> because the reality is, is that once you have it, you might go, eh. You might go, oh my God, that was amazing, I want more. But, mm -hmm. but you might also go, you know, I it, triggered me. I didn't really enjoy watching my partner with somebody else. Like there's all this other stuff that mm -hmm. you 
as a guy, you may not really think about until you actually do it. Yeah, and it's one thing to imagine it. It's another thing to do it. And my first threesome actually was traumatizing. And that's why I... I am so adamant about teaching people about it because I learned so much from that experience about what not to do that <laughs> I really don't wish that on anyone. And um, then I had positive experiences later. So I know that it is possible to have some beautiful experiences. One thing that I really wanted to mention for for the women listening to this show today and you know often when guys imagine a threesome they're like yeah two women on me how hot you know and, and the <laughs> other part that's really hot is two women getting on with each other and I get to watch you know and maybe you are not bisexual maybe you're not even bisexual maybe you're not into women so you're like I'm not gonna play with another woman and um, I also want to say like guys Start imagining imagining it the other way around because maybe she wants another man. What about two men and one woman? <laughs> this is something that I think most guys, it doesn't even initially enter their minds. And I can tell you, I've had a lot of conversations with men about this subject. And they're like, yeah, man, I always want to have a threesome. Oh my God. Right. And then you go, but you know, a threesome could be two men and women. What? <laughs> 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 you know, many men, unless they happen to be bisexual, many men automatically think of two women and a man when they think of threesome. Yeah, and it's it's not the case. I mean, it could work. It's it's both not ways. the case, and and I mean, from my own personal experience, it's probably been about fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. I think it's important once you start talking about threesome and imagining, you know, that it goes both ways. Because, again, if she's not into women and she's only into men and you want to have a threesome, then you have to give her the opportunity to experience more than one person on her. Which, of course, doesn't mean that you as a man have to be into men. So we need to make that clear. You don't have to be into the gender of the other party that's joining you. You just have to not be homophobic. And it's a huge one. I actually think that most men should have a threesome with another dude like just being naked next to another man and seeing another cock and not feel so threatened it's very healing i think for guys <laughs> and if that's a bit much maybe start off at a nude beach or a nude resort <laughs> <laughs> something something like that before that cock happens to be pointing at your woman <laughs> it actually takes a really strong man to feel comfortable being in the presence of another man not feel threatened not comparing the sizes or the moves or anything like that and that's something that's really big about about threesomes like you have to drop the comparison you have to drop the competition and that's really when it can become a beautiful experience if there was ever a time that you needed to work together with another man, <laughs> this would be the time. <laughs> and so I think that's a really good point we're making here because I had this conversation with a client just a few days ago and he was telling me that his wife liked to be pounded, like to have really fast sex. And that's not his ideal sex. He likes to slow down more. He likes to go for longer and take his time and she kind of wants it fast and 
in and sometimes even get it over fast and furious fast and furious and so we were talking about that idea of the threesome and having another man and the idea of tag teaming and his eyes just lit up when i started mentioning that and i was like oh my god this is actually a good idea for him that started to feel like a liberation It took the pressure off. It took the pressure off. He saw it that he could be able to provide for his woman what she wanted, but that he could also not have to be the one doing it because he didn't specifically like it. And that it, it like he could have that tag teaming and that break, and then she would be happy. And guess whom she would be so thankful to at the end? <laughs> so that's a great segue into talking about what the positives and negatives are in having a threesome. So let, let's start with the positives because, you know, we like to be positive as much as we can. <laughs> let's talk about some of the, the good things that could come out of having a threesome. Mm -hmm. um, one of them is the freedom of sexual expression. And this is something actually that's kind of big for me. I think, don't think of it so much in terms of threesomes, but You know, if we go to a sex party or some other type of event, one of the things that is the most fun for me is the fact that you have a bunch of mature people who have done the work, who are responsible, who are just expressing themselves sexually with just freedom. Mm -hmm. That's a huge piece, that freedom to explore your desires and your wants. And we've covered that in some other shows, but when you give yourself permission, I kind of call it to unleash your sexual freak. It opens up the door to new pleasure, to so much more. And that's essential to push yourself into these edges. Because if you just settle for what is comfortable, there's no growth that really happens. When And, and I'm not saying everybody should have a threesome. But you have to challenge your sexual expression and find your edges and push a little bit just so that you can continue to grow. You know, I say this probably every show because every time that we talk about a particular subject, we're really talking about something that applies to all of life and not just your sexuality. Mm. So this idea of not getting stuck in the comfortable place where we feel comfortable, we're in our little box and we feel safe and cozy and warm and we stay there, mm -hmm. right? This idea of maybe stepping a little bit outside of that comfy box. That's where the growth actually happens. I had a fascinating conversation this weekend with a physicist who worked at CERN. And this is, this is basically the exact same thing that he was telling me about the research that they're doing at CERN. Because they understand that this research is actually quite potentially dangerous. And so my question to him was, if you, under, if you know these risks exist, why do you do it? And I was really just curious what his answer would be. And basically what he was saying was that in order to push society forward, in order to keep evolving society, we have to push the edges. And it's kind of the same thing here, mm -hmm. which is in order for us to continue to grow and become better people, better humans, better partners, sometimes we need to push the edges. Not always, mm -hmm. but maybe sometimes. Yeah. And in some ways or, or another. Yeah. 
Another positive of going for threesomes is that it becomes, that fantasies finally becomes a reality and it's no longer that obsession. (laughs) Oh, this one, maybe we should have done this one first because here's something we see when working with couples quite frequently. We see the man going, I've always fantasized about what it would be like to have a threesome. And of course, in his mind, he's always thinking to women. And then the woman is like over there with this look of disgust on her face thinking, I don't want a threesome at all. I'm happy in my monogamy. Like, no. <laughs> and the problem with that is if, you, if you're in a relationship, you've never actually experienced this before and you're a guy, there is the potential, the potential for it to turn into an obsession. Hmm. And so the idea is if you've actually done it, you can say, okay, been there, done that. Like, <laughs> and for a lot of guys, trust me, for a lot of guys, once they've been there, done that, they're going to realize it's not at all like the fantasy I had in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, because already sometimes it can be challenging as a man to fulfill one woman. Now, let's say you're in the scenario with two women. Have you ever thought what it means to actually have to satisfy two women, especially if they're not into one another? It means the responsibility falls onto you and your cock. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we quote some of the stats in our courses, our power and mastery courses about uh, men and you know, how long they last and their erection issues and their premature ejaculation issues and all this kind of stuff. If you can't master yourself enough to really satisfy one woman, what makes you think you can satisfy two? (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're one of those lucky men that finds a woman who likes other women and who likes to tag team with her, and then it becomes all about you. That's another way of doing the threesome. (laughs) and, and, And you could be one of those lucky men that has trained yourself to be able to last that long and be able to give that much because it's not even just about lasting long. Yes. It's giving a lot of energy. It's making it's sure true. that both women feel safe and cared for and their needs are met. And it's, mm. it's a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another positive of going for a threesome is that you finally will get your needs met. One or all the two of you, if that was a fantasy that you shared and had something that's awesome when you get your needs met when you're in a relationship. Yeah. And if you've been in a relationship for a long time, you know, sometimes if you're not feeding your relationship, you know, it can get a little stagnant. You can kind of lose that spark. Sex can even sometimes become a routine. Mm -hmm. Um, It shouldn't, and it doesn't have to. And there's lots of things that you can do to make sure that doesn't happen. But this is one of the tools that you could maybe pull out of the old toolbox. You know, you've been married for 15 years. You're not having the same excitement you had. This could potentially be a way to bring some of that spark and excitement Mm -hmm. back into the bedroom. Mm, That's a nice positive there. So I want to look at the other side of it. (laughs) The other side. Now that we just made every single man in the audience want a threesome. I'm not sure if the women are all into it yet. And I don't know after we share it. But we're going to give you the step-by-steps in a little bit. But we want to look at some of the negative from a threesome that's not done properly. Like I mentioned earlier, that was my first experience. And I learned a lot. And these things can be prevented. And that's why we're going to give you those kind of guidelines on 
what to do and how to do it properly. Because one of the negative is that a threesome can be threatening. It can be threatening to your relationship. It could be threatening to your status as the wife, the girlfriend, or the husband, or the boyfriend, like whatever the title that you have. And nobody likes to be threatened like that. <laughs> and, and maybe some of the people listening are thinking, oh yeah, she's going to get jealous. Mm-hmm. But let's reframe that for a second here. Guys, how do you think that you will react the first time you hear her scream in a way that she has never screamed when she was with you? Oh, yeah, that's hard. That is ego crushing. It is. It is. And so you got to be prepared about that as a possibility. That, And, you know, if you remember going back into your relationship when you were first starting to date, you're in that honeymoon phase, there's, there's a special connection that happens, like sexually you haven't yet fully uh, gotten used to one another and there's that electricity. And if that's a threesome with somebody new, she's going to experience that with that person. One thing though that I have experienced that is pretty awesome though is when one or two of the people do experience uh, that newness, that that new relationship energy, sometimes called NRE, it actually um, transpires into your existing relationship. And what that means is that she could be experiencing that, oh my God, this is a new lover and I'm so excited. And then she'll bring that energy back into your established relationship. And some of those early on feelings you guys used to have will come back to the surface. So that's a really nice thing there too that can happen as a side effect. Yeah, that's bringing us back to the benefits. I know. It is possible. I've experienced it. When it happens, it's amazing. Yeah. Another negative is that it can be quite traumatizing if it's not done right. And sometimes it can create more harm than it brings like help and fun into the relationship. And traumatizing because, you know, anytime you're dealing with sexuality, you're more open, you're getting into a more vulnerable state. It's highly charged, highly powerful. And when something happens that is traumatizing, it could impact you even deeper than if you were doing another activity that does not generate that much energy. Yeah, and what what can happen is even if the event itself isn't really traumatizing, when you're working with powerful energies like this, it can actually bring up past mm-hmm. traumas. Yeah. And so you might have all the discussions up front with your partner. You've worked out all the details. You've got all the tools. And then you get in there and... Boom. Yeah. Somebody gets triggered and you're like, what the hell? I thought we handled this. I Mm -hmm. thought we talked about it. And the reality is, is it doesn't have anything to do with you or even that situation. It might be triggering a past trauma. Mm-hmm. So really what's important is that because there's no such thing as like perfect threesome, it's your ability to bounce back from what's happening. And um, we'll, we'll talk more about that in our steps uh, to creating a successful threesome. Yeah. And so the, the word of caution here when we're talking about the negatives is Yeah, you can look at the list of positives and get all excited about it. But just remember that this stuff is real Mm -hmm. and it's powerful. Mm -hmm. And it's not a decision to be made lightly. Mm -hmm. And realize that there could be potential negative 
side effects. Yeah, and then this. once you can't undo what has been done, and you can't re- remove the images or you know like things that have been witnessed and done, and that sometimes I have worked with couples that have come to see me that had unsuccessful threesomes where it eroded their connection and we had to rework at, at going through that. And so you got to be ready that if you're going down that path, you are willing to do what it takes to make it work. So what does it take to make it work? Mm-hmm. Great segue. Um, let's talk about some of the things that you need to have in order to have a successful threesome. There's, okay. there's some foundation that you really need to have. And the first one really is deep trust. Mm -hmm. You have to really trust your partner. And I don't mean trust that they're not going to do something that, you know, maybe you have some agreements and you're like, you can do everything but this thing. The trust isn't just, are they going to abide by that? When I say deep trust, what I mean is you have to really trust that you, as the primary partnership, are dedicated to each other, that this isn't going to derail your relationship, that she feels safe, that you're still going to be there for her and be her rock no matter what. And vice versa, as Mm -hmm. guys, we feel the same thing. Like the number one threat is, is she going to like his cock better? Mm -hmm. Is she going to leave me because he's a better lover? Mm -hmm. That's the fear that goes through every guy's head. Mm -hmm. So that deep trust knowing that no matter what happens in this situation, you guys are still there. Mm-hmm. And that's from the woman perspective, I like to call it safety because that's, that's a word that we resonate with a lot. And also I like to call it as a foundation where you also feel full in your relationship, that you are the unit, you are the team and that your cup is full. Neither of you is lacking something and, and missing a huge component or like that this this off because otherwise it is too threatening if you feel that you're half full or towards empty and then you add somebody else and then it's just like it's too hard to deal with that. This is this is not a cure for a failing relationship. This oh, is gosh, an addition no. to a successful relationship. Yes, if you want it to be a wonderful experience. Yeah. Communication is your next step. Communication, we talk about it all the time. Communication is key. You need to be able to talk about everything. You need to be able to talk first about your wants, your desires. You need to be able to have communication when difficult things come up. You need to be able to, be able to handle conflict, to diffuse arguments, to have empathy when somebody is triggered. So communication in all its many form is essential. Exactly. And communication starting with before the mm-hmm. event occurs. So you really want to talk about all the possible scenarios. Yes. Well, what happens if this body part ends up over here? And then, <laughs> okay, then if we're in this situation, like talk about all of that stuff. Okay, well, how would you feel if this happened? What would you do if this mm-hmm. happened? So there's that communication. There's also the communication that happens during, which we'll talk about a little bit further on down the steps. And the communication that happens after, you know, because often you will need reassurance that no matter how much fun they had, your partner still loves you, your partner still thinks you're the greatest person on the planet. And these are really essential skills to be able to have and to bring to your relationship. All right. The next sort of foundational piece is emotional maturity. 
Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. This is one that a lot of people miss, forget, <laughs> bypass, <laughs> lack. <laughs> yeah, they're thinking, you know, it's okay if I just can't, you know, have a short temper. I, I can still make it work. And I'm like, no, not really. And, you know, if you know you have a tendency to be jealous, like all of these things need to be addressed, to be talked about and to be dealt with. And you need to take responsibility. That's what emotional maturity is about, is that nobody can make you feel a certain way but you. And not only that, but when something does come up, how do you deal with it? Do you fly (laughs) off the handle and go in rage or scream or throw a temper tantrum or break down (laughs) crying or do emotional blackmail and like all that kind of stuff? Or are you able to sit back, witness your emotions and and then choose how to react? Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the key to emotional maturity Mm -hmm. because we all have emotions. Emotional of maturity course. doesn't mean you don't feel anything. <laughs> it just means that when I'm feeling jealousy, rather than freaking out and screaming at somebody, mm-hmm. I take a step back and I go, okay, I'm feeling jealous. Why am I feeling jealous? What can I do about that? What do I need? Because what underneath everything is a need of a precious need of yours that's not being met. So being able to make requests. So back to our communication. When when you are triggered, making requests of something that you might need to help you uh, bring yourself back into balance. Exactly. Which brings us right to the next thing is before you start, you have to have agreements. <laughs> yes. And the agreements are things like, okay. Are we going to have penetration or not? Are we using condoms? Are we using condoms? Like like agreements also about what do we do? And it's, I think I'm going to tie it to our next step in terms of having safe words. If like, okay, so if somebody gets triggered, like... Um, do we have like a quote? Uh, do we use the red, yellow, green lights? So do we have something else like... Muskrat. Muskrat. <laughs> it's my safe word. Muskrat. <laughs> Even though that everything has to stop. Uh, but like all these agreements need to be very, very clear so that you're not wondering. If you've decided you're going to use condoms, have the condoms next to the, the bed or wherever you are when you're having that free sum. Have everything into place so that you don't have to guess things. Agreements too in terms terms of has everybody been tested uh, for any sexually transmitted infections or things like that so that you know where you stand agreements with what happens after the threesome like do we never talk to each other do we call each other do we send uh, birthday cards to each other i mean really like this like yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we're laughing, but this stuff is real. I mean, I, I had a situation once where we're going prior to uh, a situation. Um, the woman said to me, I have one rule. And the rule is you have to call me the next day. Mm-hmm. That was her That was her deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't call the next day, like all hell was going to break loose. Yeah. <laughs> so remember that it's super important that for any reason, at any moment, anything isn't going the way that you're comfortable with, you can stop it. You can call it off. You can put it on pause. And, you know, 
and it's not so much like what you had imagined if you if it doesn't go the way you wanted it or like you know we again that emotional maturity you're not the five-year-old that's like ah, I didn't get the attention I wanted uh, but once you're noticing like wow I don't know how to include myself in the situation because sometimes that's the challenge in a threesome uh, you see the two people that are engaging with one another they're beautiful like let's say eye gazing or they they're making love and they're sharing this moment and you're kind of like the third will there watching it and be like for some it's hard you don't know how to insert yourself literally and figuratively (laughs) (laughs) i was like help me guys like include me and if it's not your personality to just like you know go for it you need to be able to be like i'm lost or like help me like things like that are essential yeah and so you can do all of the planning up front you can have (laughs) all of the discussions up front about how you think it's going to go and how you would like it to go Uh but the reality is once you're in it it could go completely differently <laughs> and often does. Yeah. And you have to be able to make adjustments in the moment uh-huh. and you have to be able to do them with emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. So if your partner is having a great time with somebody else and you're triggered, like triggered as fuck, you know, then you need to be able to step into that and say, I'm triggered and we need to change something that's happening. Mm-hmm. And if you're on the other side and you're the person who's saying, wow, I'm having a great time and I am, I am right on the edge of the best orgasm I've ever had, you still need to be able to say, okay, all right, let's, let's stop. Let's regroup. Let's mm-hmm. do something different. Mm-hmm. You want to have clarity on your intentions also where, why are you having this threesome and you know, like really what are you trying to create with that? And what does it mean having sex together? Like intention again is, is key. And also, and this is like something personal that I didn't have in my first threesome that didn't go well. I didn't have the clarity on what the other women wanted. I kept asking like, what I wanted to hear is that she loved my partner and that she wanted to provide him with a beautiful time and that she cared about him. She wasn't willing to give me that and she wasn't willing to give me what she really wanted or was expecting from that. And at that time, I didn't really speak up that, okay, I need this before we start. I was just like, okay, it doesn't matter. And during the free time, I got really triggered and I noticed that not knowing the intention before we started, where did we stand? Was she going to be a partner stealer? Was she like, I mean, you know, like I needed to know these things. And so it's essential to have these peace, this clarity, because that would have created a better container for me where I could have relaxed so much more and then enjoyed the moment more. Yeah, and that comes back to that safety piece that we mm-hmm. were talking about earlier. And and notice that through so many of these things that we're talking about, communication is really the thread that ties them all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have good communication, your chances of a successful threesome are quite high. <laughs> so we want to leave you with one last piece of advice or wisdom to take with you. So now that you know what steps you need to put into place, what to look for, the blind spot, and you're like, okay, we're ready, we love each other, we've communicated, we've done the stuff, we're ready, we say, go for it, experiment and have fun. But always make your relationship the priority. 
That means that you always come back to the relationship and you nourish it in between the times that you stretch yourself. Because threesome, as fun as they are and can be, are also a big stretch. And you can't always be pushing, stretching, doing more, 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 because at one time the, the rubber band might snap. So you need to come back to that place of nourishing and making your relationship the priority. Yes. So there you have it. Now you can decide for yourself whether or not you should have a threesome. And if you decide that yes is the answer, one, have fun. And two, make sure you use the tools that we've given you. If you have questions, you know how to find us. Ask us. We are happy to help you. All right. That's all the time we have on our show for this week. We will see you next week. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.